1: It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. All of us, we love it here every Sunday morning. I'm happy that you tuned in. Today's special show, as always, here's a question that I get asked all the time. Should I list my house first and then buy, or should I buy and then list? Great question. And in studio, to share with us her expert advice as the premier realtor from the Rossi & Taylor Group in Northwest Indiana. Yeah, Dawn Maganotti. Also, understanding an inspection report, I don't. These guys pull out these inspection reports. They print them out. It's 25 pages. I don't even know what they're... But but simplify everything. We have the president of all of Brick Kicker Inspection Services. Yeah, Andrew Fox. He's going to tell us about this uh, uh, report here. Then... <clears throat> tenant turnover. You know there is tenant turnover now in commercial, retail, industrial. And in studio to give us her up-to-date information is the premier commercial, retail and industrial realtor. Yeah. Teresa Mueller, the managing broker owner of the Trillion Group. And then knowing your rights on evictions during COVID. Uh, we, we the, the, the new protection ordinance, if you were here uh, tuned in last Sunday, uh, we went over that and they put a, uh, a hold on evictions until at least December. So But to go over that with us and give us what more is new is the premier real estate attorney himself. Yeah, Vince Arricchio. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Morning, Randy. Randy. So uh, Dawn Maganotti, premier realtor. uh, This is a great question. And I don't know, should I list my house first and then buy or should I buy and then list? What's up with that? The answer, Randy, is yes. (laughs) Guess what? Yes. Which one? <laughs> yes, depe- oh, yes. Both. Yes,
2: <laughs> both. Depending on your situation and knowing what your market is, is premier to what you should do. We have all kinds of people who are wanting to buy their move up home, but they need it to be contingent on the sale of their first home. And I'll tell you, in a market like we have in Northwest Indiana, It really behooves you to know what you're doing before you list your house or before you put an offer in. One of the things that I want to tell you a story about a client I had, you need to be prepped to sell before you go looking and also talk to a lender. You need to know what you're going to be pre-approved for. I had a, a gentleman from another state and he was moving to Indiana. And so he already had a mortgage. So he just assumed that he was going to get a mortgage on the next house. But because of some problems, he wasn't able to. So his house was listed and sold and he needed to move, but he wasn't able to buy. Mm. So they're renting now and we're going to get them in a house fairly soon. But talking to a lender first is paramount to make sure. And then if you do have a home to sell, make sure it's ready to go. If you're going to go looking on Saturday afternoon and you've got a house that you want to put an offer in and maybe your house isn't listed yet. I can almost guarantee you that a seller is not even going to consider your offer if you're not ready to go or at least on the market. Right. Right. And Good even, point. yeah, even then in that situation, if it at all possible for you to be able to buy the new house again, depending on the market before you sell the old house, that's the best way to go. In our most of our areas in northwest Indiana, you're going to sell your existing home very quickly. And so even if you are putting in an offer and you need to get that house bought before you sell your old house your old house will probably be under contract
1: within a few days and you know why interest rates are so low they're some some of the lenders unbelievably like, low <laughs> like Pat Canone from Loan Depot part of our show they're they're quoting below 3% in the high 2s for a 30 year fix. so your house is going to sell right away.
2: It, it's going to sell. And there's, there's so hu-
1: many more buyers. You could buy now lower than you can rent. There's a huge
2: pool of qualified buyers and qualified buyers. Yeah, is that's the key. That's the than, key. Then just, you know, tire kickers. We've got people lined up to buy that are qualified, have their letters in hand, are ready to go, can buy your home. And so I, I just want people to be aware. There's two ways to go at it. Everybody says, I don't want
1: two mortgages, but. Yeah, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Real Estate (laughs) Revealed radio show enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and we're with Dawn Maganati. She's from the Rossi and Taylor Group in northwest Indiana. She's one of the premier realtors of the Midwest. And her question that she was giving us some guiding light on, should I list my home first or should I then buy first? And it really depends. And uh, Dawn, just some great talking points here. If your house is priced right, it shows well. It's going to sell within a week or two because or the less. rates are or less. Or the <laughs> yeah. maybe I've had one day on the market. Yep. I'm looking six days on the market yep. because the interest rates are so low now.
2: Yeah, the interest rates are low and the inventory is low. <laughs> there, there's uh, so people. You were last year you may have had five buyers in line for your house. This year you've got
1: ten. And people, I've never seen rates this low in my entire career. And I think people are afraid. Uh, they, they're, they're taking advantage of this now because who knows how long it's going to last. And I think there's a little bit of fear. What if the election doesn't go a certain way right. and then rates go back up? Let's buy now. Let's right. lock in the low 3% or 2.875.
2: Well, like you said, it, they're historically low. Even for FHA and VA loans, your rates are, are, are just unbelievably low. So, uh, you know, I, I'm you may be qualified for a house Price point that is much higher than you even realize because of the low interest rates, and you may be able to be qualified to buy the new house before the old house is sold. And it's just it's it's a great market to be in if you're buying and selling. It can be a little intense at times, but um, like you said, the the money is so cheap with the interest rates so low
1: that it's a great time to jump in. And and also I was. Uh just before the break my neighbor wants to go to northwest indiana and he goes Randy i told somebody who knows somebody if they know something that comes up for sale in a subdivision i want i says no don't go that way i partner on my show is the top realtor from northwest indiana and i'm going to have her find you a place and as soon as he's found a place in northwest indiana i'm going to list the house for sale it's going to i know i could sell it within 2 weeks
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a great conversation. He wants to be in the Lakes of Four Seasons on Lake Holiday. Yeah, which is great. We live on a lake
1: now. Yeah. So it's a great
2: community in Northwest Indiana. um,
1: Fishing, boating, uh, sailing, skiing. So, so getting back to the point is. Mm Should I sell first or should I list first? It really depends. It
2: really depends on your situation, but you need to get good advice from your lender and from your um, real estate broker.
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't, The key here is uh, people are getting full list price for the house, but, it re, but the house is really not overpriced. Um, values are going up most places. It depends on location, not everywhere, of course. Right, right. Um, but if you buy now and you lock something in at 3% or lower... 10 years from now, you're going to say, wow, I still have this little monthly payment and my house appreciated. Oh, yeah. So it's a beautiful time to buy and uh, it's a great time to sell because it'll sell quicker uh, than before.
2: And Randy, I I mean, you're the appraiser, but I notice I've got uh, sellers who are getting magnificent appreciations even over a couple of years. We normally tell people to stay, you've got to be in a home like three to five years to, to actually make any money back after expenses and I'm kind of blown away at the appreciation that's happening in Northwest Indiana. Well,
1: you know, we all survived the real estate crash from 2008, 9, 10, 11. It actually went to 2012. Yeah. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 4, even 5 years. It was a slow comeback. Right. But the last 3 years, I'm seeing property values go right back up now. And it's beautiful to see. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it is. It is. And the value is there. It isn't, I mean, people are asking me about a housing bubble. It's like, no, the value is there. There's there's, yeah, we're no, good. there's only so much land to build
1: houses, and everybody wants to move here. And like we've been talking about also, Dawn had said there's this bl- big blue tsunami going on. Yeah, People from Chicago are fed up. They had enough now. It's not safe anymore. They're moving to the suburbs, and they're moving to northwest Indiana. They are. Northwest yep. Indiana, the prices are lower. The taxes are lower. Yep. Quality of life.
2: We have, we have great school systems, too. Greatschools.org is a great website to find out um, the uh, rating of your school systems.
1: And so, Dawn Maganotti, um, how can somebody get a hold of you for more questions about should I list first or buy first or even what's going on in Northwest Indiana? Why is the big tsunami of people just going there in droves? How can they get a hold of you?
2: You can get a hold of me on my phone. My cell number is 219 921 Four one two three, or contact me through my website at dawnmag. That's dawn, M A G dot org. Would love to hear from you.
1: And guess what, everybody? This is not you know. We work every day, so right after the show here right. today, Sunday morning, call Dawn. Call yes. anybody on the show. Yes. You're not going to get voicemails, recordings. It's just a wonderful uh, mm-hmm. group of people that we have here on the show. Um, and uh, I want to thank everybody for, for so much for making us your Sunday habit. Because without you, we're not here week after month after year and I've I've been hearing now we're the longest weekend uh, real estate show now uh, 12 years and it's just amazing. It's because of the audience and we have a passion for doing something here. I I tell everybody, you know, buying or selling real estate could be, Confusing, complicated, and then stressful. Did I say stressful? <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. This is your show where we draw aside the curtains, peel back the layers, open the doors, and give you information that inf- influences and helps the quality of your life to make it all stress free. Hey, I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. We're having a blast right here, listening to the Real Estate Reveal Radio Show. And when we come back, Andrew Fox. He is the president of Brick Picker Inspections. Lumbar.
0: To Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcella.
1: It's so good, it's so good, it feels so good. And it's always so good for me to be with you every Sunday morning on AM 5, 6 of The Answer. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and you are listening to the Real Estate Revealed radio show on AM 56 of The Answer. Boy, if you missed that last segment, just get out to Facebook, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. I have videos of Don uh just talking about, uh, should I list my house first or should I buy first and then list, but... Uh, uh, like I said before the break, um, home inspections, any type of inspection, commercial, retail, industrial, home, but typically homes, um, how to understand it, I don't know. It's 25 pages, maybe 20 pages. Uh, it's complicated, but we've got the president of Brick Hicker Inspection Services, yeah, Andrew Fox, to shed some light on this and less confusion. Don't confuse us anymore, and make it really simple <laughs> to understand. Andrew, good morning.
3: Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Don. That was awesome. I'm taking notes over here on, <laughs> uh, on that stuff, um, and we're seeing the same thing in the inspection side of uh, the business. Things are going gangbusters. Uh, we are at uh, a week out. You know, our team is booked a week out, um, doing three a day. So, good problem to have. Uh, and we're here to be a, an educational resource. And during this time of pandemic, whether you're uh, putting your house on the market or you're thinking about it, uh, give us a call. We want to make sure that we can answer any questions that you might have, because people are getting complacent in their homes, Mm -hmm. and uh, over the the last couple of months of shutdowns, people are starting to find some deficiencies in their homes. Mm -hmm. They're starting to pay a little bit more attention. And we're getting the phone calls because they want to figure out, you know, where do I go from there? You know what I mean? So, uh, but the, you know, when someone hires us as as an inspection company, we're consultants. We're there on site, we're there to educate and teach. Uh, But we, the final giveaway is the inspection report. That is what the legal transaction needs to take place um, or the transaction. Um, So our inspection reports are are done in in, a somewhat of a common fashion across our entire network. We've got franchises across the country and all of our operations do a report about the same way, but the report is there to teach you and and educate you on everything that we find in a house. So let's not get confused by an 80 page inspection report, a 10 page inspection report. Let's actually look at the substance that goes into that report. So we are there as a consultant to teach you on everything from top to bottom. Uh, You know, so it's just because we say that there might be some peeling paint in the upper right-hand corner of your ceiling doesn't necessarily mean that that's a a negative against the house. We're going to find that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's part of the adaptation to the client and the inspector is to really build that relationship and understand what makes them tick. Uh, You might say, you know what, I have to have you tell me in the inspection report that there's peeling paint. Okay, well, for a real estate transaction, that's likely not going to be a negotiate a negotiable item, um, but we will certainly you know, adhere to your request and, and put that in the report. But it, health and safety are the big items. That's first and foremost, is health and safety.
1: And I want to let the audience know, just because there's peeling paint, it's not something that's a health and safety issue like Andrew just said. You cannot buy lead-based paint since before 1978. You can't make lead-based paint anymore. It's illegal. It's not on anybody's shelves over the last 30 years. So if you have peeling paint on a shed or you're peeling paint on your house or gutter, it's not a big deal. Me, as an appraiser, I'm not going to call for that as a repair. And FHA is not going to call for that. And VA is not going to call for that. They do call for the peeling paint if it's lead-based
3: so, mm-hmm. good point, Andrew. And, but that's not to say that a peeling area of paint doesn't lead to maybe a possible water leak or maybe sure, it's peeling sure. because it's. Or something.
1: rotting wood. Exactly. Yeah. So, good, you know, good point. we
3: got to look and make sure that it's. Is it really just cosmetic? If so, yeah. Like I said, if, if that's your request, we'll put it in the inspection report. But. Let's dive into the report itself. The report, like I said, could be lengthy, and that's because we are including a lot of pictures in our reports. Pictures tell a great story of what's going on, and when we are there, we can only report on what we can see. And maybe the house was completely packed floor to ceiling. Uh, we come into those scenarios from time to time. Um, and certain things are going to limit our view. So we can't report on that. So we take a picture and, and put the abstract. What we do have to put in a report is uh, you know, the defects that we do find, what our recommendation would be. Um, and if we couldn't find something or look at a particular system, why we couldn't look at that system or component. Um, and it's okay to say, hey, I couldn't see the attic because it was sealed shut. You know, and in the was- wintertime, I can't see the shingles because there's an inch of snow on the shingles. Yeah, absolutely. Are you going to come back out in the summer, in the springtime, Randy, and reevaluate those shingles? <laughs> um,
1: you're the home inspector. I'm just the appraiser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we- not supposed to move anything or shovel anything or go in the attic. Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, we do now. The last uh, few years, it was a new thing that for appraisers. Mm-hmm. Head and shoulders view in the attic, and take a picture of the attic. Yeah, but we're not supposed to get up there and walk around and look for mold
3: or leaks. No, uh, it, you know, and safety. <laughs> but if has I to do open the, the
1: scuttle access and I go up there to take a photo, and water starts dripping on me, then that's a big C, right? Big yeah. blue. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Something's not right there. But you know, again, it just goes to looking at the report, and so you'll see photos, you'll see descriptions of the components. So you'll see, okay, what type of siding is on the house? Uh, you know, any construction methods that were used to install it. Uh, and then any defects that go with it. Of course, there's going to be a lot of other items that are just maintenance. As a homeowner, you're going to have maintenance. And if we don't call it out, it doesn't uh, you know, become a, a red flag. You're paying a, a nice chunk of change, a few hundred dollars for an inspection. Uh, take the time to look at the report that comes with it. Because uh, we, once in a while, we'll get the phone call. Well, you, the inspector said this at the inspection, but I don't see it in the report. Okay, well, the report is... What is the weight in gold? And we're not going to report on objective uh, or uh, non-objective or opinion items. We're going to report on the facts of what we see um, and leave it up to our clients and their real estate professional to kind of walk them through the negotiation.
1: you know what, Andrew, I want to let the audience know, too, once you see this big inspection report and he's writing notes about a lot of different things that he sees around the house, I wouldn't get too scared. Uh, He's not telling you. Uh, to tear the house down and rebuild it or that because he commented on 20 parts of the house Mm -hmm. um, that there's something really wrong he's just giving an accurate description and photos so you could better understand what you're buying as a generalist (laughs) right
3: there's over two hundred fifty thousand components in any given house and if you you know we get a call hey uh how come you didn't find mice in my house well it we're not there to only look at mice. We're there to look at all 250,000-plus components, and if we see that, great. It's going in the report because that is a big item. But yeah. who's to say that's not a, no big deal to some people? You know, if I got small children, I'm not going to want critters around my house, but maybe, you know, I got a, a nice, big, friendly cat, and then I won't wind a, a mouse or two. So it really depends. Uh, but the inspection report is really there as an informative guide. The summary page, the first few pages of our report reporter, the summary, the items that we feel are going to be the biggest items for your and your family's needs. So look it over with your real estate professional. Don't be intimidated. Got, yeah, don't be intimidated by it. It's 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 but okay. Also, too,
1: Andrew, you're happy to talk to them about the report too.
3: Our guys, yeah, love, all your guys, all our guys, guys love following up and having a, f- a detailed conversation because we are going from appointment to appointment. But right. after those appointments. Is a good chance for follow up. I
1: think you're pretty mm-hmm. computerized, right? You've got everything going. Everything's all software, digital,
3: emailed digital. out. Yep, we got chat features available. We've got texting available. uh Everything is now going into video, so that's in the development as well. So just know that you know we're here for you. you can the best way to get a hold of us? Is yeah, I was just going to ask you eight hundred eight two one one eight two zero. Again, that's eight hundred eight two one one eight two zero. We answer seven days a week. You can go on brickhiker com. You can chat with us explore more about us uh, and then you can also just uh, go to realestaterevealed.com yeah
1: realestaterevealed.com uh, r-e-v-e-a-l-e-d.com that's the website you can vet uh, Andrew there and also you want to see Andrew we've got the most handsome prettiest people uh, on radio and uh, they have faces for TV not radio you can see that go to the videos right now uh, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook I have videos of everybody in the studio right now just some great information thank you Andrew Fox president of brick kicker. And speaking of great information, let's keep this segment rolling. Tenant turnover. Wow. In studio to give us her up-to-date information as the premier commercial retail industrial realtor. Yeah. Teresa Mueller. She's the managing broker owner of the Trillium Group. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Randy. Thank you very much. So tenant turnover, this could be college students. This could be just rental properties. This could be commercial properties, retail properties. Yes, you're
4: exactly right. So when I'm talking about tenant turnover, it could be any type of property. I'm going to be a little bit more specific uh, in the examples that I give, but anytime you own an investment property, and I'm sure you guys know people who own investment properties, right?
5: Certainly, yes.
4: And so when they have a change, anytime there's a change in tenant, there's got to be some sort of process
1: in place. And so, um, you know, I well, yeah, was little... there any damage done to the property before the last tenants left?
4: Right. And that's uh, that's one of the points that we'll talk about is that, um, it, you know, I, like a couple of weeks ago, we talked about student housing. Right. That's top of mind because a lot of people are going back to college right now. And we talked about, hey, this potentially could be a good ROI. But one of the flip sides is even though that you could have a good return on investment with student housing, sometimes better than, you know, other uh, residential type housing. What you have is you might have more repairs. And uh, you have more frequently uh, the tenant turnover. And,
1: and you know what? I don't want to rush you at all. This is Teresa Mueller talking about tenant turnover. She's the broker owner of the Trellium Real Estate Group. We're coming up to a quick break, but we're going to be right back with more of Teresa Mueller and tenant turnover. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. Thanks again for making us your Sunday habit. You are listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcella. I, like like yeah, I like it like
1: that. I like it like that. I like it like that, and I can't sing at all, but I can certainly dance sales. And Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, eight to nine a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. And right before the break, we've got the premier commercial, retail, industrial realtor. Yeah, Teresa Mueller. She's the managing broker. Owner of the Trollium Group, and she was talking about tenant turnover. Teresa.
4: So, we started talking about tenant turnover, and definitely in the case of student housing. And the reason this is top of mind for me is I own student housing down in Champaign, Urbana. And it's a whole process. And because the really cool housing um, that everyone wants to go to, which is, of course, mine, (laughs) sabbaticalhouse.com, the cool ones go in the fall. What's that website? It's sabbaticalhouse.com. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) And so, but actually, it's a really out-of-date webpage because it's been so easy for me to rent it because students love it, and so it's like totally got 1990s technology there, so don't actually give me any flack for that. But that was
0: on
5: purpose. You made it vintage for fun. Yes,
4: vintage is fun, exactly, in college. And so last fall is when we would have been signing a lease because that's when all the cool properties go. And but that's, of course, after a tenant screening process, I ask them, you know, like, hey, are you going to have parties? Am I invited? So if that's the case, then for sure, you know, they're going to be the tenants. So we screen them. we we sign a lease. And then after that, um we ask for the security deposit and first month's rent. Well, we may be keeping a touch throughout the year until that that time comes up. And once we're approaching, uh, say August, that's when I have my tenant turnover for, that, for the, that property in Champaign-Urbana. That typically is a very common time in College Town. What do you think are some of the things that will be important during the tenant turnover process?
1: Was there any damage to the property because they had too many parties?
4: <laughs> well, if they invited me, I'd kind of keep it under All right, control. Cool.
1: <laughs> You're a cool landlord.
5: Also, uh, just scheduling the handoff of security deposits or
1: a uh, uh, cleaning need, And that's Vince Arricchio, our premier real estate attorney. Good to see you.
4: And so, of course, after this, I could certainly email a checklist to anyone who's interested in tenant turnover. But sort of the process that I follow in this particular property, and it is different for every property. So whether it's commercial or residential or whatever, you're going to have a different process. So for this example, um, because I have tenant turnover happening right now... You know, about a month ago, I contacted both the outbound tenants and the inbound tenants. Said, "Hey, guess what? Move up. move out's coming up. Pay attention. I'm also reminding the outbound, "Hey, make certain it's clean, the lawn's manicured, you know, is are there maybe any there's issues? Pets there too. Hopefully not because there's no pet policy in the lease, but you okay, know." Okay, good. It, it, you know, that's always something that people can choose whether they think it's an appropriate route is to have pets in their in their on um, lease or not. But usually with students, it doesn't make sense. I have made some exceptions. There had been someone who contacted me one time saying they needed an emotional support pet. And that's kind of a sticky point with landlords and the businesses these days. Um, But nonetheless, we're kind of letting them know, hey, you're moving out and let the new tenants coming in. Hey, let's set up a date. When are we going to get together? We're going to do a walkthrough. And as we get closer, we're also setting up crews, cleaning crew, painting, landscaping, anything that they did not get done. Okay. Okay. So we get there to the property. Hey, how are you doing? Showing up. Let's go through the property, see if there's any damage. Generally, I have a pretty good relationship with my tenants. You don't want to be too adversarial, right? So sometimes people are a little bit more adversarial. And I just don't think that that works out well in the end. So it's good to have a great relationship with your tenants. Um, so anyway, I just was down there and uh, the, the tenant was uh, kind of, they're kind of messy, right? I know that's shocking <laughs> in the college kids. town. Yeah. I go, okay, come on. We we need to kind of clean this place up. So I'm out there weeding with him, mulching. I said, okay, this foyer's a mess. You know, you, you gotta clean this stuff up. As it happens, the one guy is staying on with the next set of tenants. So he's like, okay, and I'm maybe I'm a little too much to handle for him anyway. But anyway, we, we've got that stuff done. But then the point is, is I'm there, I know what needs to be done before the next tenants come in. Then when the next tenants come in, Hopefully we're giving them a clean, safe place. Actually, that's one of the, I'm very fortunate because right now it's an asset to have a place that they can socially distance, have their own rooms, you know, have a floor bathroom. So everyone's got their own bathroom. Um, it's it's nice to have an environment where they're going to feel safe and comfortable. We meet the new tenants, uh, do a walkthrough. We also have to assess security deposit. And that's another thing is if they've left stuff behind, what are you going to do with it? You have to adhere to local laws, security deposit. How many days do you have to return it? Typically, it's 30 days. Just depends on the municipality. So you have to kind of pay attention to laws as well as your own process, have things in place. And then one thing that you want to say is, do I want to do all this stuff on a regular basis? So I don't, uh, I don't, uh, manage properties, but like someone like Mark does, right? Yeah, part and, of our
1: show, Mark Ainley, GC. Right. You could say, hey, is this
4: stuff that I want to do or do I want to hand it off to someone else? Because there's lots of real estate companies that will be happy to help you. But if you do, I'm happy to send this list uh, that we uh, go through every year. Who t- How can 10- somebody 30- get a hold
1: of you, Tracy Mueller?
4: They can contact me anytime, 630-715-9999. Slow down, one more time. <laughs> uh, for Trellium 630-715-9999
1: fantastic or just get out to the website um actually facebook right now this morning everybody real estate revealed on facebook i've got videos of everybody in the studio and of course get out to the website realestaterevealed.com r-e-v-e-a-l-e-d.com there's biographies of everybody on the show testimonies of everybody on the show emails phone numbers just a lot of exciting information and if you if you miss any part of this show and you're just tuning in oh my god don't worry about it tomorrow monday afternoon the podcast will be up on the website. You can listen to any one of the past two years of shows on Recorded podcasts. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. We're coming up to a quick break, but right after that, the premier real estate attorney, both commercial and residential, is Vince Arricchio. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcella.
1: It's not hope to be
3: it's not unusual to have fun with anyone
1: and it's not unusual to have a blast in the studio and love our audience oh my god is this not the greatest comeback song of the year uh tom jones we're having a blast here in the studio i can't sing at all but i can dance uh welcome back you're listening to real estate revealed enjoy it every sunday morning 8 to 9 a.m and before the break i was telling you we got some uh, great information yet to go on the show here um Knowing your rights on evictions during COVID protection ordinance. And we had we touched upon this last week. Uh, Mark Ainley, uh, our co-host, talked about how uh, President Trump signed into uh, law that uh, there's a moratorium or hold off right now on uh, evictions. But to go even deeper into that, you need an attorney. We've got the best in the, in the industry here. Um, yeah. Uh, Vince Riccio, Good morning, sir. Good morning, Randy, and thanks for having me.
5: You know, I got a, a few calls after last Sunday's uh, discussion with Mark, and I figured that this was such an important topic and, uh, that we could dig a little deeper in the time we have today. And it is the COVID-19 Eviction Protection Ordinance that I believe uh, will be most interesting to our audience in the chicagoland area and yes you're correct uh president trump did have an executive order with some guidelines which have a wider uh a thirty thousand foot view impact on us but close to the ground what's happening here in the chicagoland area relates to what governor pritzker has done and what mayor lightfoot has done which we didn't get to speak last sunday And specifically, uh, to get right at it, a lot of landlords already know, a lot of tenants already know, if someone's not paying, you can hit them with a five-day notice Please pay the rent, or I will exercise the right to go to the courts.
4: By the way, uh, that's when I am adversarial, not nice, is when they're not paying.
5: Sure, sure. And, you know, everyone has bills to pay, and a lot of people don't realize, and tenants get a little resentful, but tenants have bills, but the landlords have bills. Landlords have to pay the taxes, have to pay the mortgage, and a lot of people don't think about it, and it's certainly Mayor Lightfoot hasn't thought about it that while there's a moratorium for tenants paying, how are the landlords expected to pay? Right.
4: Who feels the pain? Is it the tenant, the landlord, the bank, the government?
5: Who feels the pain? Right. And here I'm hoping in the time remaining, we have a little balanced viewpoint. I can give some information for tenants, give some information for landlords, and it can possibly almost balance out. But on top of the five day notice nowadays, because of the COVID 19 eviction protection, landlords have to give the notice a written notice along with the five day notice Uh, that talks about what if you've been impacted by COVID. In fact, if you go online to the city's websites, they actually have seven different languages, Arabic, Chinese, Hindu, Korean, Polish, Spanish, versions of these COVID-19 addendums or extra uh, 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 flyers to go along with the five-day notice.
4: Which, by the way, is delivery of it important, how you deliver
5: it? Uh, No, no. Just make sure, uh, as far as that extra ordinance, just make sure you can prove you gave it to them. Mm -hmm. uh, Email Printouts, if you have to go to court, text screenshots, uh, no. Uh, unlike in-person delivery of five-day That's notices. That's old school.
1: The, sta- the county... Police would show up at your door at different hours and hand you the piece of paper.
5: Yes, that's what summons is. And also, oh, you can. summons. Do, yeah, okay. with summons for lawsuits. But as far as this extra piece of paper, hey, if you've been impacted by COVID 19, Mr. Tenants, here's your right. Mrs. Tenants, here's your right. And
4: this is just for Cook County. Right? And I'm learning uh, something every week. Boy, this is, guy's such a for, brainiac. He's yeah. the
5: best. Well, uh, the tenants who've lost income as a result of COVID 19 impact will look at this form and they'll go, Yeah, I like what that says, because it instructs tenants, tell your landlord, I've been impacted. That's it. It's not the normal transmission of information. Mayor Lightfoot, under this ordinance, has said that a tenant can by text message, email, or letter, and the website actually has the quotes of what to say to landlords. Quote, I have been unable to pay rent because I've been financially affected by COVID-19. If a tenant does that upon the receipt of a five-day notice, then the landlord can't do anything with that five-day notice for another seven days. And the landlord must work out uh, uh, in good faith efforts, some arrangements with the tenant.
1: And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, eight to nine a.m. I'm Randy Barcello, Your shows. and this is the premier real estate attorney, both commercial and residential. Vince Oricchio, and he's going over some great information uh, about the uh, knowing your rights as a tenant during this COVID process of eviction. Yes. And my goal
5: here isn't to alienate landlords. My goal isn't to lose business with my property managers and real estate owners. But the truth is my landlords, property managers and owners need to be aware of what this is, what's coming and how they can respond. So, yes, on the one hand, through this radio show, I could be saying tenants do this. Well, no, tenants, you're not allowed to fib. You're not supposed to lie. But on the other hand, landlords, you need to be prepared. If this is done, you cannot go to court. You cannot go to court on day six. You have to make good faith efforts. And my recommendation by all the lawyers in my firm is make a paper trail of your efforts. You can send by email. You can send by text what you did in this in days six through 12 before going to court of what your efforts were to try to work out a deal because Mayor Lightfoot and the city of Chicago's ordinance says if a landlord goes forward with an eviction and can't show they made any good faith effort from days six through day 12, a judge is automatically to dismiss a case. This is not how law is done. This is not evidence. This is not usual. Wow, wow.
1: Now, hey, you, you know feel- what? We're coming up to a quick break here, um, and I don't want to rush Vince Arricchio at all. This is some really valuable information if you're a tenant and a landlord. Um, and uh, hey, I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. Thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. You are listening to Real Estate Revealed Radio. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, eight to nine a.m. And when we come back, uh, more from Vince Arricchio and evictions. Radio. Kevin and earth can't take my eyes off of you you're too good to be true and i can't sing at all but i can dance don't we play the best music here on the weekend probably at seven days a week we play the best music on radio i'm randy barcella your show host and you are listening to real estate revealed thank you all so much for making us your sunday habit and right before the break we had some valuable information about money and assistance from cook county uh, regarding knowing your rights on evictions during the covid process vince aricchio
5: Yes, Randy, uh, there's going to be two more points as I finish um, day six through 12, what landlords and tenants have to do. But in day six and 12, after the five day notice, but before day 12, before going to court, landlords are supposed to contact tenants and work out either a repayment plan, offer mediation, offer arbitration, let the tenant knows they can use the security deposit to cover the missed rent or come up with some other sort of of agreement before eviction arrangements. Now, you are not required to have a deal as a landlord and tenant. You are required to show good faith effort. So I'm telling my clients, make copies of everything in writing, With even if it's email or text, somehow get screenshots, print this out. Because if you later go to court, under these circumstances, the judge is going to say, what efforts did you make? Now, The other thing that's worth mentioning is, of course, Governor Pritzker, for wider state of Illinois, uh, put up a moratorium through August 22nd. Um, We don't know what's going to happen after August 22nd, but look out for statewide rules as well. And then finally, just this past Monday, and and Mark Ainley, uh, one of our premier real estate guys, uh, last Sunday, uh, and I talked about it briefly. But there is in Cook County a $150 million landlord-tenant rent assistance program where I am telling every one of my landlords, contact your tenants who are in distress help them fill out the paperwork Wait,
4: wait, we can't we can't use it like Mr. Beast and spend $70,000 on a pizza?
5: No, no, oh. you cannot. But what you can do as a landlord is work with the tenant to fill out paperwork to a government assistance program. Everyone always asks, "Why is the landlord being stuck with this problem? What who's here for the landlord?" Actually, there's a $5,000 per tenancy cap where if landlords and tenants work together tenant can fill out paperwork and if it's approved that the paperwork the government will pay directly to the landlord for the benefit of the tenant their rent
1: and Vince how can somebody get a hold of you for more questions both tenants and landlords about their rights and uh Evictions on hold now in COVID 19?
5: Sure. They can call our office at 312 263 0010. Check out our website, reallawchicago.com. Or as we all prefer, you know, go to realestaterevealed.com, Randy. Love That's it. a good Love spot. It. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and I've got videos of everybody in the studio this morning, everyone. Uh, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. The website is realestaterevealed.com, R E V E A L E D.com. Uh, just some great information. Uh, and uh, I, speaking of great information, I can't believe we're coming to the end of the show. i got to thank the other co-hosts who are not here, but they'll be here next week. Uh, Pat Canone, mortgage loan consultant from The Loan Depot. Sandra Wright, premier realtor from Chicago Properties. Brad Hedick, owner of Commercial Lending X. Mark Ainley, property manager from GC Realty. And Michelle Irvin, realtor from Keller Williams, the Frank Montro team. And, of course, Debbie Schreiner, the premier producer at AM560, one of the greatest in all of radio. Um, and like I said, if you missed any part of today's show, just go out tomorrow to the website, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com, and li- and click on Listen to Past Shows. I have two years of, of shows on there. Just some great information. And I always love to finish the show with inspirational quotes. Today is no different. Um, everybody listening, don't live the same year 75 times and call it a life, okay? Also... An arrow can only be shot by pulling it backwards. When life is dragging you back with difficulties, it means it's going to launch you into something great. So just stay focused and keep aiming. And if you feel like you are losing everything lately, like a lot of people have, remember, trees lose their leaves every year, and they still stand tall and wait for better days to come. And... Uh Boy, thank you again. I'm so happy and I'm so sad to leave you today, but I can't wait to see you next Sunday morning on AM 560 on the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Thank you so much for listening. Randy Barcella.